the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of defeat? Looking for strength to overcome? Join us. We've got some answers coming up next. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, this is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. Welcome to the program. We're happy to have you with us today. We're looking again at Joshua chapter 1. It's there that we find a, a formula, if you will, for the strength to overcome those times of trial and testing and weariness. And it's all found in God's amazing grace. Join us, won't you? Again, we're in Joshua chapter 1. With this edition of Times of Refreshing Now, once again, our teacher and pastor. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. So we need the Holy Spirit to strengthen us on the inside. If we're truly going to get the strength that we need to overcome, spend time with the Holy Spirit. Let him do his thing in your life. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's look at this. This is also 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And this really piggybacks on what we just talked about. But this is another point. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 10. Look at this. And I preached on this a couple weeks ago. Now, you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and we see Apostle Paul. If there's ever anyone that we read from a biblical standpoint that needed God's strength, it was him. When you read the book of Acts, the book of Galatians, 2 Corinthians, you read these epistles, and you, and you see how what he went through. It's amazing that he stuck with God and that he was able to finish his course in life. But it was only through the power of the Spirit of God. It was only through him being reminded of God's word. But there is also something here that I think is important. Look at verse 7. He says, Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it would depart or might depart from me. And the Lord, and he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. Now watch this. He says, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. He says, therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. Now look at this. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You know, I think this is another way in which that we tap into God's strength to overcome. And I just said it earlier, but I want to just have a scripture reference to this again. 
And that is we have to acknowledge our weaknesses in life. There's no way we can get God's strength if we're not willing to acknowledge our weaknesses and then have the right perspective with them. Oftentimes we focus on our strengths, even our natural strengths, and we don't take time to bring to the forefront our weaknesses. We tend to hide our weaknesses. We tend to try to, you know, sleep, slip them to the side. And, and for us, we have to keep in mind that sometimes in the sight of God, Apostle Paul is saying, when I am weak, then I am strong. When, and when I, when I can acknowledge that, that weakness, I have this weakness, then God's strength is going to kick in. But if I'm prideful and I'm arrogant and I think I'm perfect and I don't have any needs and God's just lucky to have me in his life because I'm bad. If I start going down this road, then I, instead of me getting grace, I start losing God's grace. I don't tap in. But if I can say, God, these are areas in my life that, that I know I'm not good in or you're still working on me. And, Lord, I'm willing to acknowledge that. That's why he says, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. God strengthens us when we acknowledge, God, I need you in this area. I can't do this by myself. He's, and this is what Apostle Paul is saying. He went so far as to say, I will boast about my weaknesses. That God still, in his infirmities and everything he went through, God was still sustaining him and God was able to use him. Now, he's not saying he's boasting in sin or his sinfulness. He's just saying, He's saying distresses and weaknesses and areas like this. I think we have to make sure that even when it comes to sin, you're an overcomer. Now, the way we tap into overcoming sin is by saying, God, this is my condition. Help me. God gives us strength to overcome sin in our lives. He gives us strength to overcome. But the issue is, are we willing to acknowledge that? It's tough to take the mirror and look at yourself sometimes. It's tough. I had a brother. I'm not going to say his name. But I had a brother call me this week. He said, Pastor. He said, uh, basically in so many words, I won't tell you everything. But he just said, he came and he, he really just came to confess his faults. And it was amazing how, he said, God told me that I was prideful and that I was being arrogant. And he, he just went off and told me all these things. And I'm sitting here listening to him. And instead of me getting mad at him, I got happy. It made my heart just open up to him. And I said, well, if God shows you that, then praise the Lord. Now just respond. But it's sometimes it's hard for us to just to say, you know, man, I, my attitude is bad. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Something wrong with you. Instead of just saying, you, you made me mad today. Instead of just saying, I have a bad attitude. Y'all pray for me. Amen. I mean, this is what happens. It's tough for people to do that sometimes. You know, it's, and, I, and I share with you guys, I'm, I'm coaching these kids. And it's funny because I say, you did that wrong. You did that wrong. You got to do this right. You're supposed to move with your left foot. It was him. 
The quarterback, if he would have moved his one foot the other way, I would have did it. And this is in human nature. Adam, where are you? It was her. She did it. Can I have an amen? That's not how you get strength. He says, my strength is made perfect in what? Weakness. Apostle Paul said, when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am able to say, God, I can't do this by myself or help me in this area. Change me right now. I need your help. I can't do it without you. I don't like this aspect of me. Help me, God. Then his strength begins to flow. And that's what causes us to become overcomers. We start overcoming and strength that we need to overcome begins to be released. When we can say, God, I'm weak. I need your strength. Can I have an amen? Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to end with this. Our ultimate example is Jesus. And we're going to see a picture here where physically, mentally, and spiritually, Jesus is being broken down. And he, through the strength that his father survives, he, he uh, provides, he survives this attack. And then at the end of the attack, something that we often uh, overlook happens. And I just wanted to, uh, I want you to see this. Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 it says here then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted or tested by the devil and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward he was hungry he says now when the tempter came to him he said if you are the son of God command that these stones become bread. I want to say this to you all um, before we go forward. One of the one of the the be, one of the the prime times in which the devil will try to attack you is when you're weak physically. Saints, do the best that you can to get sleep. Can I tell you some practical stuff? Can we give you some practical stuff here tonight? Get get sleep. Um, make sure that. Make sure that even from a mental standpoint, you get your mind off stuff. My wife will tell you, I'll get on, I'll, I'll go home. I have all this stuff going on. I mean, all kinds of stuff. I'll get on my phone. I'll get in front of the television. I'll do something to get my mind off stuff. I'll get in my car. My wife will tell you, one of my favorite things to do is to do what, honey? My wife will tell you, I love to drive. I'll get in my car all by myself, and I'll drive to Monterey and have a blast by myself. <laughs> I won't think about nothing. And I'll go out there. My wife will tell you, I'll go out there. I'll look at the waves for a while. And I'll get back. I'll drive. I'll go off drive out in the mountains somewhere. Way off in the mountains somewhere. I'm driving. Just chilling. I might even drive by your house. You don't even know. <laughs> I just get in my car. I just drive. Where you at? I'm driving. I'm rolling. 
Sometimes I'm calling some of y'all on the phone. Y'all, y'all think I'm at home praying or something. I'm rolling. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm just chilling. I mean, I'm just, I'm just getting my mind off stuff. Pastor, he must be up at Prayer Mountain right now. No. I'm over here in the mall <laughs> trying to get my mind off mess. <laughs> no, I pray. Obviously, I do my thing before the Lord. But what I'm trying to say is do something to get your mind off of stuff. Jesus in this moment, saints, is he's being tempted. The temptation is magnified because he's 40 days fasting. So now his body is is weak. And right when you get to that moment, that's when the enemy, he tries to strike. And so it says here, and when he had fasted 40 days, in verse 2, and 40 nights afterwards he was hungry, he says, now when the tempter came, he said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. But what did he do? He went back to the word of God. He said, but he answered and said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up, t- took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, f- for it is written, He shall give his char- angels charge concerning you. And in, the, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus' response is perfect. Jesus said to him, It is written again. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him, and ex- took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall, him only you shall serve. But what we often forget is verse 11. The Bible says, and not just that the devil left him. It says, then the angels came and what? Ministered to him. Now, this is, this is another thing. And I just wrote down, write down the word fellowship. You know, when Jesus comes out of this thing, He's in the midst of this thing. He comes out of this thing. What happens is we see he overcomes, but now the angels come and they minister to him. They strengthen him. They get around him. They help to lift him up. And I think it's the same thing for us. We need the word of God. We need God to to strengthen us by his spirit. And it's the spirit that gives us strength in the inner man to overcome. We need to acknowledge areas in our lives where we need to overcome so God can strengthen us to overcome. But we also need fellowship that helps us, not only just on the backside of overcoming, but on the front side of overcoming. These angels were familiar with Jesus. They knew Jesus. Jesus had created them. They from eternities past, we don't know from eternities, eternities past. These angels knew and had been with the Lord. They came around him and ra- I like this. It says they came and they ministered to him. 
And we need people in our lives when it comes to strength for overcoming that aren't coming into our lives just to, to, to tell us this or that, but have a heart to come to fellowship for the sake of strengthening us and ministering to us as we go through tough times in life. It's always good to know that we need God, but we have to be reminded that we also need people. And overcoming isn't just a thing that is, is never isolate when you're trying to overcome. I love this. When Jesus comes out of this, someone's there to strengthen him. And when you overcome on the other side of overcoming, just like Jesus had someone ministering to them, we should have this same type of heart to minister to other people. To have and to allow people to minister to us. One of the things that happens when you you overcome in life, and all of us have had great victories, one of the things that happens is you can get to a place where God did it for me. I don't need nobody. And and nobody going to tell me nothing. I'm bad now. You just beat one devil. Your battle ain't over yet. Now, what I'm saying is, is that we, we don't want to become prideful on the other side of our victories. We want to become even more humble. Jesus comes out of this, and I love this. It says, they came and they just ministered to him. Now, it doesn't say what happened. But it's amazing that, that on the other side of that, that they came and just ministered to him. And we need that in our lives, on the other side. And just like I said, even before we go into tough stuff. We need fellowship. Do you have people in your life that are in your life that can help to strengthen you? Do you give them access to your life? Who are you strengthening? Who are you strengthening to to help them to overcome? They need strength to overcome. How are you providing strength for someone else to overcome? When they call you and ask you to, 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 to pray with them and to seek God with them or, or for counsel in a situation, how do you respond? Do you have a servant's heart like these angels did to come to minister to the Lord? Are you, are you accessible in that way to help to strengthen somebody as they've come out of their storm? And are you willing to let people? I got this by myself. Many people have this. I'm going to talk to people after I already did it. Because I don't want people to know what I'm going through. Well, you might not want people to know what you're going through because you're trying to protect an image. And you want people to think you're strong. But you've been crying at home by yourself. Pick up the phone. Let someone come and strengthen you. We all need that in our lives. But unfortunately, because people do not embrace fellowship and giving people access, they fight silent battles. But Jesus, he allowed himself to be ministered to. And for us as saints of God... These, this is an area that I think has to be. Now, we want the right people ministering to us. You want the right people in your business. I'm not saying you just tell everybody. Make sure, you know, God will lead you. 
but he's going to lead you to somebody or a group of people. There's access to get strengthened. And for us as saints of God, and I want to say this as we begin to wind down here, as saints of God, uh, if Jesus allowed himself to be ministered to, can you allow yourself to be ministered to? And who are you ministering to? Think about it. Because everyone needs strength to overcome. You just don't overcome. You need strength to overcome. Sometimes that strength is going to come through somebody. Moses needed strength to overcome. He had Aaron and her on his right hand and his left hand. And the Bible says that to the degree that his hands were held up, to that degree, Israel got victory. When his arms start coming down, he didn't just say, I got this. He had gotten to the place where he couldn't hold them up any longer. But someone came along to lift his hands up and say, you're going to make it. We're going to get this victory. Because the victory, now listen to me, saints, your overcoming is not just about you. Moses' overcoming was going to bring deliverance to the whole nation of Israel. And you and I have to think this way. I cannot quit. Too many people are counting on me to finish my course. I will not draw back. Too many people, my hands will be, if I have to have people lift up my hands, my hands will be lifted up. This is what Moses is doing. Because he's not just thinking about him. He knows his hands have to come up for Israel to get victory. And in our lives, we have to think about this. I need strength to overcome. And this strength, God's going to give it to me. And this strength is going to come these four ways. But at the end of the day, I have to know that I need strength. And it's not just about me. Who's depending upon you being strong? Think about it. Who's, who's depending on you? Who's depending on you to be strong? Think about it. Nah, we we got to get out of just living. Moses' arms were up, and it wasn't just for Moses' deliverance. Four to six million people were counting on his hands being up. While these guys are out fighting, his hands were held high. And he had people around him to hold his hand, and deliverance come. Who Who's around you strengthening you? And do you see this as a victory not just for you but for somebody else? Let me say this to you. Sometimes God even, let's just take your jobs for instance. God gave you the job. It's not just for money. Although it's for money. It's not just for money. There's somebody there that needs to see your strength. And sometimes your strength is not going to be revealed just in everybody loving you on the job. It's going to be revealed when people don't like you, but you stay focused and hold the course. 
The thing, beautiful thing about God is sometimes he won't even have those people acknowledge that they are watching you or anything. But two or three years down the line, someone will come to you and say, I was watching you and you didn't even know it. And I watched how you handled that situation and it caused me to be curious about Christianity. I got saved because of the way I saw you handle the situation. Saints, what I'm saying is, is it's never just about you. We need strength to overcome. But Lord, it's not just for us. Lord, people are watching us. People need to see us overcoming. Lord, strengthen us to overcome. Lord, strengthen us to overcome. Lord, strengthen us to overcome. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.